0: If you love where you live and love to help travelers, sign up now to be a circa concierge. Help out our users and earn tips for the knowledge you have about your own city or country. Head over to circatravel.com forward slash concierge and sign up today.
1: Welcome to Circa. Love the world you live in, and we'll help you explore it.
0: Hi.
2: Hi. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: You're definitely the smiliest Russian I've ever met in my life, though. Seriously.
2: Thank you for the compliment. (laughs)
1: There are things we think we know about places. But history, prejudice, stereotypes, and the viral nature of 24-hour news and social media has made common knowledge about faraway places even more twisted than ever.
0: Today on Passport, we try and clear up some of the outright lies of an entire country by doing what we do best, having a chat with someone who actually knows what they're talking about. And today on Misinformation... We're going to that riddle wrapped in a mystery, inside an enigma. Russia. Oh, Mother
1: Russia. In the mind's eye of the world, we only see drunk-smoking men in long woolen coats with furry hats trudging through endlessly snowy streets. We see ice-cold, beautiful women, caviar, vodka, and of course... The KGB.
0: We see drug scandals, the mafia, dogs in space, an illustrious horseback riding, bear wrestling, deep sea diving, martial arts mastering leader, Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin.
1: Weirdly, we also see a nation of Donald Trump fans after Russia tampered in the 2016 US election race. A bot farm in St. Petersburg promoted Trump rallies all over social media and in an effort to hinder Hillary Clinton
0: hacked members of her staff. They did more. There is an ongoing investigation into similar hacking tactics for the UK's Brexit referendum in the same year, and they may be added again in the lead-up to the 2020 election in November in the United States. According to US and British intelligence agencies, the operations were ordered directly by Putin himself. Needless to say... (laughs) The populist
1: view of Russia right now is not exactly fun, but outside of the Kremlin, a penchant for poisoning the outspoken and some scarily named nuclear missiles, some of us think of incredible, beautiful works of art, film and literature, and dance. Tolstoy, Dostoevsky, Tchaikovsky, Tarkovsky, Rodchenko, Kandinsky, Nureyev. Darkness, Both aside and considered, we are drawn to the largest country on the planet, its immense history and its immense
0: size. Russia is intimidating, to say the least. So to help us work out the mysterious soul of this intense land, we're talking to our new friend, Ekaterina Malekova. Born just 600 miles east of Moscow, she's traveled the world. She knows the preconceptions that come with being Russian. And she's had to deal with it her whole life. So us two fools are going to put her on the rack one more time. Armed once again with a series of incredibly stereotypical questions about her homeland from everyone's favorite unbiased information source, the internet. To find out what's going on in Russia. So here we go. But first... What does Kate think we're going to ask her about?
2: The first thing yeah. is vodka.
0: Okay, that's apparently right? One. Absolutely. It's on the list.
2: Uh, the next one is language, mm-hmm. like such a big country, mm. apparently a rich language. Mm. And next one is about food. But please don't ask me much about that. I don't cook well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but do you eat well? Yeah, I do. Okay, then it'll, you'll be fine. <laughs>
2: Well, the next one is architecture and art in general. And then the next one is uh, Putin. How uh. often we see our president riding the horse, apparently?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yes,
0: there's definitely some Putin love. Number, here number sure. four.
2: Yeah, the next one is beauty of Russian girls. Mm. What is the secret beyond? Uh, and then the next one is sauna or Russian banya.
1: Hey, Yep. where we're in right now, basically. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to our (laughs) brand. That's so true. Yeah, we're sorry.
2: And the next one is social experiment of communism. (laughs) And the last one, I should probably not say loudly, but you may wonder if I'm a spy or a secret (laughs) agent of KGB.
0: (laughs) Even if we get through tonight, we're probably not going to survive this. Potentially. She looks like a dangerous lady. Definitely. Perfect spy, really.
2: I cannot answer really this question.
1: (laughs) So, Ekaterina Ivanovna, if that is in fact your name. Oh
2: my God, that's true.
0: (laughs) Well done. Thanks, I've been practicing. I've been practicing all morning (laughs) and I was still chicken to do it. (laughs) Kate has lived all over the world. She's an author and an authority on nuclear waste management. But her actual title is kind of wonderful. Andres doesn't know this yet, but Kate is a double doctor. She has two PhDs. Does not surprise me in the least. She's a doctor of universe? (laughs) What's the exact title?
2: Well, yeah, that's a PhD of Earth, Environment and Universe. What? So, yeah, if you have questions about your destiny, (laughs) feel free to ask.
1: (laughs) I have so many questions about my (laughs) destiny. She grew up 13 hours' drive from Moscow, which Kate still considers a neighborhood of the city.
2: Well, it's a lovely story because I'm from a very small town, which is called Dimitrovgrad, and it is located just uh, 1,000 kilometers east from Moscow, <laughs> which a is thousand. considered just neighborhood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very close. A, a suburb of, yeah. of Moscow. <laughs>
2: yeah. And this is a very small town, and it was known for its uh, green trees. So it's used to call it like, City in the Trees. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah, so, it, like, whenever I need to go to school or music school, I had to go through the forest.
0: Amazing. Wow, Russian fairy tale.
2: Yeah, exactly. But it was a little bit dangerous. So my friends, they were telling, like, never go through the forest to the school because it might be, like, full of uh, <clears throat> alcoholics. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I thought I was gonna she was going like, to say bears. Yeah, wolves.
0: <laughs> Just drunk old Just Russian alcoholics. men. Just
1: alcoholics? <laughs> oh...
0: Her destiny was kind of ordained by the town she grew up in. It was dominated by something we all think about when we think about Russia.
2: Uh, we are based by a nuclear power plant. Ah. Yeah, that's why we have good vegetables, smart girls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So (laughs) Types of vegetables you find nowhere else in the world.
2: Well, the size of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You
1: have a nuclear power plant that dominates the whole town.
2: Well, it's like most of the people work there and entire my family work there. And it's not really even power plant, it's research institute. So you could find things you would never find in the world. What do you mean? Like different types of reactors Ah. and different research activities and patents for like, for example, treating the cancer. Okay. Yeah, because nowadays you use radionuclides for treating cancer. Of course. And you can produce them only in my hometown.
1: Get out. Yeah. Whoa. Was it because of the power plant that you decided to become a scientist?
2: Well, exactly. (laughs) It's just we are surrounded by these nuclear activities, but no one in the city really knows what is radioactivity, how dangerous is it. or So I wanted to become an environmentalist to basically protect environment from the nuclear industry. And... As long as I was studying the nuclear science, it turned out that it's the most (laughs) environmental-friendly source of energy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what you discovered.
2: Yeah, that was a big surprise because I started fighting against it. And now I'm working for the nuclear radioactive waste storage. And it's like a big scientific uh, advantage for humanity nowadays.
1: That's a wild, wild job. (laughs) Katya, Ekaterina, Kathy, Kate. She goes by many names. As does the most famous Russian.
0: Do you know um, that your illustrious uh, president has many nicknames? Are we on Putin already? <laughs> what nicknames does the Putin have? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and read some out. Okurok,
2: akurek. Oh, that's the cigarette uh, leftovers.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> ash, cigarette butt, but, cigarette yeah, butt. Yeah.
1: Wait, they call Putin cigarette butt. I yeah. never heard of it. Balotka,
2: balotka. <laughs> Well, that's his real name, Vladimir. Okay. And that's if you would uh, call a boy like... Um, Juanito. Yeah, exactly. Like a little boy, Valotica.
0: Oh, oh. Like, uh, Pukin. Pukin. <laughs> that one made her laugh.
2: <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> that's uh, like play of the words of farting. <laughs> and his last name.
1: The fart. Wait, what's the word for
0: fart?
2: Puk. Puk.
0: Puk. Oh, Pukin. that's so sweet. Puking. A little puk. <laughs> these ones are. this my two favorites. Putler. Putla,
2: Putler. Oh my god! Apparently, oh, you know what is it?
0: <laughs> we're seeing a, a
1: stencil of Putin as Hitler and Kim Jong poo Oh,
0: <laughs> Kim Jong poo That's cute. I've
2: never heard any of this.
0: <laughs> and um, they also call him <laughs> Quad Head <laughs> or <laughs> Bag.
2: You are yeah. gonna ruin my career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Kate. I did beep it. Russia and opulence go hand in hand. There are more billionaires in Moscow than any other city in Europe. There are 163,176 millionaires in the country. 26% of these people are cash rich. Vaults and vaults of actual cold hard Benjamins, the highest level in the world. It's more than twice the numbers in Europe And almost three times that of the United States. So the Russians just swan about all day, scoffing caviar. You guys have caviar on everything.
2: Well, we start on a breakfast and then just keep going. (laughs) No, of course we don't.
1: (laughs) Food might not be the thing you think about when you think about Russia. Personally, I have this image of a vodka bottle and a sad boiled potato. But we hit Kate with a food round anyway. What is
0: it? Have you tried it? Is it good? Okay. Borscht. Oh, borscht! Yeah,
2: I have it here every day. Okay. It's a soup, yeah. and it's made of beetroot. Yeah, <laughs> she looks at her notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the key ingredient because right. that makes this soup red. Mm. If you have sour cream, you're really lucky.
1: Oh. Yeah. All right, yeah. number two, shchi. Excuse me.
2: <laughs> Again, please. <laughs>
1: I just right? looked at the word.
2: Is it a soup? Well, it's another soup. And it's exactly the same, just without the beetroot. That's
0: sad. Green borscht.
2: Kind of.
1: Number three, solyanka
2: Is some kind of soup. There's a lot of salty things. Okay. Like pickles.
1: Oh, do you like it?
2: I love them. Uka. Uha, that's Aww. my favorite. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what my dad used to make. It's a soup, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and it's See made the of fish. Oh. And since my father is a fisherman, he would like go with his friends for fishing, and when they got the fish, they would make uha right in the place on the beach. Yeah, so they have this tradition to put a shot of vodka into the soup. Ah. And I think the it comes from the old ages. Uh, to sterilize the food because you are taking the water from the river ah, and it's like sterilizing. Yeah,
1: to feel like it's properly Russian. Yeah,
2: and maybe in France they cook with wine, so in Russia we cook with vodka. <laughs> Once he forgot me on the boat.
1: What? <laughs>
2: what do you mean? <laughs> well, I was young, so I don't exactly know how many hours.
1: <laughs> how many hours? Yeah, were well, you scared?
2: No, I'm not that one. You're fine. One. No. Uh, in Russia we are like rarely get scared.
1: Are you telling me Russians are fearless?
2: Probably.
0: Wow. Look at that smile. She just scared the shit out of me. (laughs) She just
1: scared the living shit out of me with her little (laughs) fad.
0: Just fanning herself. Like, I could tear
1: you in half. You don't even know. (laughs) Um, All right. I think it's my turn? Yes. Piroshki.
2: Pirozki (laughs) Pirozki It's like dumplings but fried
1: Oh, okay That sounds delicious You
2: can make any different fillings Like um, cherry filled Or Mm. like with meat Or with onions, for example Onions and eggs, my favorite (laughs) Really? Yeah Blini 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 Is uh, pancakes Yeah and that's what I can do actually. <laughs> that's <laughs> the one dish. One, yeah, exactly. And my husband, he loves them. Yeah. It's like super hard to make actually. Takes, I don't know, two, three hours to make them. Seriously. And just two, three minutes to eat them. Wow. Yeah. And you could put kever, of course, mm. on pancakes. But what we love is condensed milk, it's like mm. really sweet. So why is
1: it that this is the dish you know how to make? Is this something that, like, your mom taught you how to make and your grandmother? Or yeah,
2: apparently that's the thing. When you come to a different family for yeah. a holiday, they would make a pancake. And mm-hmm. you would always compare, like, oh, my mom does it differently. Uh, and, like, I prefer yeah. my mom's way. So I learned how to make it to, like, really proud of my mom and, like, to keep this culture...
1: Was it something that she was making all the time, or was it special occasions? No,
2: I would say it's a special, and everyone would make these pancakes to celebrate the end of the winter. And we burned the uh, big, big handmade, like, doll.
0: Wait, what?
2: You do like like Burning Man? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In the city center of every city. What? Yeah. So, for example, (laughs) my mom and her friends, they would go to the forest to celebrate this holiday, and they would make this uh, doll by themselves. And my wow. mom, she would dress it and make a like
1: like a face, like a face, yeah.
2: yeah. And then they would burn it and sing a song and drink vodka.
1: <laughs> I love the the crazy thing that always happens with food, is that you discover this other stuff. Yeah, all kinds of weird things that coming. I out. love it.
0: It's like yeah, we eat that. We eat that on the day where we we burn the giant man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, I got. <laughs> Alcohol consumption in Russia remains some of the highest in the world. A study from Oxford University in 2014 estimated that Russian men drink on average of 20 liters of vodka per year. It has dropped. Russia is sobering slowly. But the nation's drink is vodka. And there are so many rules. Just hold on. Number one, when you have a bottle, it must be drunk until it's gone. Number two, one should not put a glass with alcohol back on the table. Number three, vodka is poured to everybody sitting. Number four, one should not make a long interruption between first and second shots. Number five, the latecomer must drink a full glass. Number six, leaving guests must drink one last glass, the so-called nyapososhok. As a rule, Every portion of spirit is accompanied by a touch of glasses and a toast. Number eight, it is not allowed to fill a glass being held in the air. Number nine, it is considered bad luck to make a toast with an empty glass. Number 10, it is considered bad luck to put an empty bottle on the table when it's finished. They go on the floor. We've been skirting this issue for long enough. Vodka. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, probably I'm not a proper Russian. No. I tried it too late. Really? I think I was like about 25 years old. What? Yeah. How did you first avoid time
0: tried vodka?
1: How did you avoid vodka until you were 25? Well,
2: probably it's a thing for like older guys, and like nowadays we prefer cocktails. <laughs> Look at her!
1: Wow. Fancy. So, so are you telling me the first time you tried it, you're like, Meh.
2: Oh, it was disgusting. It's so strong, and it's so disgusting. <laughs>
1: Do you still to this day think vodka is disgusting?
2: I don't remember if I tried it again, but you only just... tried it once.
1: My goodness! Probably. <laughs> is it? Is it? This the stereotype is two old men in a bar, bottle of vodka, and just shots, shot for shot. Boom! Boom! Boom!
2: Old stereotype. So it's done. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's strange,
0: isn't it? We've kind of finding this kind of a lot with with misinformation by doing this thing that our generation, maybe the generation slightly younger than us, is kind of. Almost purposely trying to trounce all of these like myths that they've had enough of. But do you think
1: that it's people trying to break the myths or it's just the fact that we're um, mixing more?
2: Well, I think you're right. it's part of globalization, right And before it was really closed countries, so we would never have anything else rather than vodka. but now it's like more open and we are getting no more drinks and like it's easier to get and cheaper to buy.
0: So we've picked the happiest, least vodka-drinking Russian on the face of the earth. Misinformation. Destroying stereotypes. Once again. So let's go to a little-known drink. A drink called kvass.
2: Kvass. I love it. What is it? It's a drink uh, made of bread.
0: Did you just say bread?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love how she's like, yep, that should be enough information for you.
2: Made of bread and yeast.
0: Oh, and what does it taste like? Yeah.
2: Oh, it's like a little bit kind of uh, kombucha taste. If you ever tried this oh, kombucha, wow. that
1: sounds really good actually. Yeah, but it's better. Really? Oh! It's so good. Kombucha burn. <laughs> Get out of the way, Korea. Get.
2: And it's also healthier. Bread actually has to be really dried.
1: Wait, wait. The bread is sitting in liquid?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, and yeah. then you kinda like wring it out. Well you like, an old, sock, it. like an old shirt. It
2: just you filtrate it through the uh, textile. <laughs> okay. Normally we use marla. <laughs> it's like type of textile. Right. And then it's just good to go and it's a little bit sparkling with CO2. Ooh.
1: When you when you describe it it sounds really good. But if somebody said to me, Here, try this. This is an old like an old piece of bread <laughs> that we've
2: Oh I'll tell you more. We are making soup out of it. What? Yeah, it's called Takroshka. So, if you have the Russian salad without yeah. the mayonnaise, yeah. you put this uh, drink, yeah. and that's the soup. It's oh. a like summer soup, which is cold and make you refresh.
1: Oh, like your gazpacho.
2: Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Who doesn't love a good steam? In the Nordics, saunas are top of the list of stereotypes, but in Russia. Well, in Russia, they sauna like lunatics. The banya is the most hardcore sauna in the world.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> Have you done it?
2: Of course.
0: All right, what's it called? Banya. Banya. Yeah. And it's like hot.
2: Normally above than 100 degrees Celsius. What? 110 yeah. is like cool. Yeah.
1: Celsius. Yeah.
2: That mind. sounds dangerous. Yeah. Well, we are Russians. <laughs>
1: 110 degrees Celsius. That's 230 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: Describe the situation. So yeah. it's like summer cottage outdoor. out in the countryside.
2: Yeah, that's how I would explain it. Because, for example, my husband's parents—they yeah. have a house in a village, and then they have a separate house, which is like small house for a banya. Yeah. So it's entire like two-story building, mm. for like different rooms, for like different temperatures. Room. What? At one room you would chill out and watch a TV. What? And drink a beer. And then the next room it's like a little bit hotter. You can like wash your oh, body and like the- use a shampoo. And then the next one is the hottest one.
0: So you have to, like, progress through it.
2: Yeah, because we <laughs> do repetitions. And okay. there is a kind of procedure you follow. And it's like first you go to yeah. the heating room and you are sweating. But you are not doing, ac- like, anything special. Okay. You are just waiting for the first uh, drops.
1: For sweat. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then you are good to get out. Okay. You are going either to jump into the snow or into the lake or into the swimming, I don't know, pool. Right. And then you're get, uh, ready to go to come back to the second session. And at the second phase, some people already start fighting with the, like, she's, she's branches. Doing, she's doing a gesture.
1: Of, <laughs> it looks like she's hitting something. A whipping gesture. It's a, you we- hit yourself with branches?
2: Well, it's not yourself. It's your friend. You <laughs> hit <hitting> your friend. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> or your friend is hitting you. Yeah. But, like, w- just like tr- a tree branch.
2: Yeah, it should be dry.
1: <laughs> Ow!
2: <laughs> Sounds terrible. So I. No, no. But before you would uh, like wet it in the hot water, so it would make become soft.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and it hurts then more.
2: A friend or your husband would take the branch made of uh, birches or oak.
1: Okay, birch or oak.
2: Yeah, and then he tr- he starts hitting you. Yep. And it feels like massage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels good. Gentle massage. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say this does not sound gentle at <gasps> this all. Just no, a
2: sometimes you scream, but it's a scream of happiness. <laughs> yeah, and then actually it's a hard work because can you imagine? Like you are laying down and accepting massage, but the guy he's actually doing exercises yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and it's In like the heat. super hot. Yeah, and this circulation of air, yeah. it makes like the huge hurricane of hot.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh right, yeah, it heats the air.
2: Yeah, yeah, hot air like hitting your body ah. and the head of this guy. So we are used to have these funny hats in the banya. Yeah. <laughs> to protect <the> brains. <laughs> it's like not to be overheated. Oh so you
0: God. don't so your brain doesn't cook in your exactly. own head. <laughs> and dress is just
1: covering itself. Ah, I mean, this is another level. And the, the little hat like what does it look like this little hat?
2: It's not that little.
1: (laughs) It's a big hat.
2: It's a hat to cover your ears especially. Okay. And like the hair. Because when the hair can really get dry, it can fire on something. (laughs) It
1: can catch catch fire? fire?
2: Well, if you touch something really hot, Uh, you're not supposed to uh. touch.
0: So, if you're ever in Russia, expect to get naked, wear a felt hat, get beaten by branches by your friends, in a room so hot you can cook eggs in it. The benefits of the banya are tried and true. Hot steam cleans the skin, makes it soft and smooth. It helps fight illness. If you want to lose weight, doctors will recommend going to the banya once a week. There's a Russian proverb, a day spent in a banya is a day you do not age. We'll be back after a break with Kate and more chat
1: about Russia, the Mafia, Conception Day, superstitions, and much, much more. Hi, everyone. Circa's recruiting new concierges. A Circa concierge is a friend to ask anywhere in the world. Real people, on the ground, never bots. If you want to be a concierge for your city, go to circatravel.com to sign up. Picture a Russian. Are they smiling? Of course not. The world thinks of Russians as stone-cold hard asses. Is there any truth in this at all? I mean, sitting across from Kate, it's hard to imagine.
2: It is truth. Like in Moscow, if you would smile a lot, they, people say, you are silly. It's like we have a proverb. Like if you're a smile, you are silly. But in a small city, like from in my hometown... Uh, you get really, like, warm and uh, heart smile when you get into the family. Oh, nice. So, it looks like we are really cold when we are in a big, like, company or, like, when we think about the society. And everyone, I think, tries to protect themselves. Somehow we feel insecure, So, we give okay. this, like, face, like, don't bullshit me. Right. But once you get to the family, it's like changing everything. Everyone is super welcome and warming and smiling and kissing and like willing to give you everything they have.
0: If you met somebody on the street...
2: They would not smile.
0: If you were in to invite someone out for dinner or if you were going to invite for drinks or something, that person would completely change.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah? Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah.
0: When you go back to Russia, do you smile
1: less? I try to. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah because well also i used to the governmental company in moscow and mm. if you would smile at work they would tell that you don't have enough work to do that you like have free time to enjoy your life
0: you're smiling too much
2: yeah exactly
0: it is true if you if you if you act kind of annoyed all the time you it looks see, like you're you busy. Seem busy yep yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a strange thing. And apparently it was not very natural for myself because I like for yeah, my Sitting <laughs> Sitting across
1: from you, I can't even imagine.
2: And I didn't even notice when the change happened to me. And then when I moved to Germany, yeah. I met Mexicans, like super smiley people yeah, and friends. And they were so happy to make friendship and like so open to me. And they're like... Are you like, okay? Yeah, And I was like, pendeca. don't talk to me. I don't know you. <laughs> so I was super protective. Right. And after a while, when we got closer, we became friends. I started smiling every five seconds. And yeah. then it hurted. <laughs> <laughs> i like, oh, my God, my cheeks didn't work for the last 10 years. You had to
1: do a little exercise. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one's true. I would drink to, to, Mexico. to, Mexico. to Mexico. To Mexico. Viva Mexico, carajo.
2: Yeah,
1: mmm. Nice, what, what? Oh, we didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. How do we toast? We didn't do this. How do oh, yeah. we toast in Russia? Let's do one in Russian uh, to make your wallet fat.
2: Whoa!
1: I will not be able to even do half of that.
0: Oh, that made me so happy. <laughs> but I'm not going to show it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Neil, you would fail as a Russian, I my friend. Fail. I would fail. I have the biggest mouth in the world. Like you can see me coming from a mile away. <laughs> I can't, like. You're a smiling, man. That's serious? There's still a smile in there. You're still smiling. <laughs> now it's getting bigger. <laughs> Russia is about 20% of Earth's land surface, but it only has 144 million citizens, making it one of the most sparsely settled countries on Earth. With a low birth rate and high death rate, the population has been shrinking since the early 1990s. In 2006, Putin described the falling birth rate in the country as its most serious problem. How would they fix it?
1: We don't know if this is true, but there's a day in Russia where people are encouraged to make a baby. (laughs)
2: Oh my god. (laughs) I wish I would know about it. I would celebrate it.
1: (laughs) And so it was deemed that procreation day would be September 12th. Amorous couples who then have a child exactly nine months later on June 12th, Russia's national day, are rewarded by the government for birthing a patriot. They win fridges, cars, televisions, and even money. And people think the Russians are unromantic.
0: Another stereotype we hadn't really known about until a few weeks ago is that Russians are the most superstitious people in the world. Remember, even just sitting drinking vodka with people has numerous rules about what is permitted and what is not. Bad luck lives in Russia. So we tested Kate with a series of superstitions. If your ears or cheeks are hot...
2: Someone is speaking about you. Yeah, well...
1: If your nose itches,
2: ah, uh, you want to drink alcohol?
1: <laughs> if your right hand itches,
2: oh, it's you're gonna get big money.
1: <laughs> if you have the hiccups,
2: it's something thinking about you, but in a nice way. Oh, nice! Oh, that's cool.
0: And people think about me a lot.
1: <laughs> you
2: have hiccups a
0: lot? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's
2: probably your family I or have a daughter. Problem
0: with my
1: diaphragm. <laughs> if an eyelash falls,
2: ah, uh, you will die soon. <laughs> Dark. I just made it up. I know. I
1: know. That's good though. I like that. That's she, I like it. how That's she for said for it with this smile. A Russian sense of humor right there. If a fork or spoon falls on the ground.
2: Someone will come to visit your house soon.
1: If you eat from a knife.
2: Ah, uh, you will be angry person.
1: Amazing.
2: That's okay. So specific. How do you how do you remember
1: all
0: of this? Well
2: apparently it's a thing. I never thought about it.
0: <laughs> You're You're not allowed to whistle in anybody's house.
2: Oh, that's true. Because you will stay without money.
0: Because you're whistling. Yeah. Wow. And it's just a done thing. Like if you whistle in someone's house, they will be like, like, hey,
2: (laughs) they will run out.
0: If you
1: find yourself standing between people with the same
2: name, of course, you make a wish. Really? Of course. So you're saying you Make ra- a wish. Yeah, you never lose this option. Really? Yeah. So
1: you're 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 sitting down. You turn. Hey, what's your name?
2: Everyone would tell you, like, oh, look at you! You're sitting in between. <laughs> you're between Ivan, yeah, like Ivan even and Ivan Yeah, like even if you don't notice by yourself, <laughs> everyone will tell you.
0: I guess it would happen quite a lot in Russia as well, because there's like a lot of similar names. Well,
2: it happens. People. I yeah? would say almost every party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just make great wishes. <laughs>
1: Sixth on our list, of course, is the Russian Mafia. The dawn of world crime bosses has to be Semyon Mogilevich, a small 300-pound chain smoker who's been on the FBI's top 10 since 2009. Authorities from multiple countries are after him for 40 criminal offenses, from racketeering to wire fraud, conspiracy, money laundering, and of course, murder for hire. He remains a free man in Russia, almost certainly thanks to protection from friends in high places. It's rumored that everyone in Russia knows someone in the mob. So at least one member of your family is in the Russian mafia. Of course. (laughs) Doesn't even skip a beat. No joke. Are you serious? Yeah. You're scaring
0: me. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) There's a smile. Who is it? Who is it in your family?
2: (laughs) No, that's the thing I'm not allowed to tell.
0: (laughs) If if you don't know who it is, then it's you. Right.
2: (laughs) Maybe it's not a thing every day, but sometimes you really like suspect people.
0: (laughs) I am just simple vodka salesman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty certain, for the record, Kate is not in the mafia. Russia's dark side is certainly propagated and pushed in the mainstream media. Even though homosexuality was decriminalized in Russia in 1993, the law still considers public promotion of it a crime. Violations lead to fines up to $7,000. A real red-hot-button topic in the country right now is the 2006 gay propaganda law fully enforced in 2013. The government used the protection of children as an excuse to silence any public discourse about LGBT issues. The law denies kids their right to information about sexual diversity. Activists took the government to the European Court of Human Rights to argue and in 2017 the court's decision thankfully Was to rule against Russia. They said the country had failed to demonstrate how freedom of expression affects traditional families, and that the European Court would not endorse the homophobic policies. Sadly, the propaganda law seems to remain. Just last month, Yekaterina Lakova, head of the Women's Union of Russia, urged President Putin to ban a rainbow-colour ice cream. She said, and I quote, I don't like the rainbow, just as I don't like the swastika. So Russia, why so homophobic? It's illegal to be gay in Russia.
2: I'm afraid it's true. Yeah, I'm not sure about the, like, law, but it's so close to become a real law, even if it's not yet there, yeah.
0: Do you think it's going to go that way?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the last like accidents were happening, it's all about against this.
0: Personally, how does that make you kind of feel about Russia?
2: Well, it's just I don't know, it's out of date. I don't know. Like if people don't accept other people, probably they don't accept themselves. And maybe it's like the thing which is inside of the person who is rejecting this. Right. And I think by accepting others, you're like wider and wiser person.
1: That's very nicely put. Well, while we're on the subject of hate, Russia hates the United States of America.
2: No, that's not true. And I don't think we have like big strong stereotypes about the like country-wise because I think Russians are so different by themselves. So we don't treat other countries like stereotypes. Well, the states are huge, right? Yeah. And they have so many different states and people are different in these states. Yeah. So I don't think people judge like Americans. They would say like this person, that person.
0: Yeah, it's almost like every state has a has its kind of quintessential person sure the Russia and the United States were
1: you know competing the Cold War all of this stuff that there was this kind of culture of competition
2: but like the society is very different from politics Yeah, and we don't really I, I don't know those people who would say negative about other countries
0: here you go nice go to Russia
1: Online, there's one thing which nearly always tops the Russian stereotype list. We've seen the footage, we've all grimaced, laughed, hidden our eyes, flinched, and been moved in the incredibly strange world of Russia dash cam footage. Does your car have a dash cam? What is it? those uh, cameras that you put
0: in the back oh
2: that's of course <laughs> come on you have to record the entire life of the car
0: <laughs> where does this come from is it's is it like is it a safety thing is it like a litigious thing is it
2: well is unfortunately it I think it comes from the fact that justice yeah. is not always there right. so like if someone is richer they are gonna win unless right. you have this video recording
1: oh I mean for for us outside of Russia it has given us some of the most incredible footage that has ever been
2: seen. That's so true.
1: (laughs) Googling Russia 100% of the time will get you this top hit. Russian women are the most beautiful women in the world. The guys, oddly, never seem to make the list. Russia girls have an incredible amount of ethnic diversity. It's easy to forget that Russia stretches a third of the way around the world. And they are obsessed with appearance, like really obsessed. Throughout the 1850s, Russia was among the first countries to introduce higher education for women. They're incredibly well-educated, nothing sexier than that. Are they all beautiful though?
2: Yes, we are.
1: Love <laughs> <laughs> well, how she doesn't even skip a beat.
2: <laughs> no, being abroad, I just hear it so often. Right, but in Russia you would never hear it. No, like, no, it like in Russia you're average, okay. and suddenly you go abroad and you're a superstar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when you're there, nobody has this idea. Nobody, nobody's thinking about this. No,
2: no, no. It's like. Even maybe different, like they would say you're like average. What you are thinking of yourself? Yeah, right. Yeah. Who do you yeah. think you are? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Right, six foot tall, so like <laughs> perfect looking. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, Look at this I d- yeah, girl I think it's a kind of competitive
2: type. thing. Okay. Really? That inside of Russia we are like competitive, so we are trying to become like more beautiful, more stronger, more mm. I don't know, have a better face or body. And then suddenly when we go out, it's too much. <laughs> like we are too good. <laughs>
0: Russian women very. Appearance obsessed. It's
2: huge. When I was a kid, like during my school times, I would never go out even to like buy milk without makeup or like wearing heels or wearing a dress. In school. Yeah. It was so huge. I would be so embarrassed. And especially if like some people would see me and they would tell later, like she was. Like not prepared, her like hair was not done, and but now it's changing. I'm so glad to see. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, right now, it's like a new trend. So like we are trying to accept natural beauty without makeups and yeah, yeah. You can go outside in
1: like flip flops. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Step by step. That's too much.
0: (laughs) There you go. That one's true. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Okay, speed round. Russian customs, true or false?
1: Never turn down a drink. True. Never tell a yo mama joke. That's true. Yeah. Never argue with a babushka.
2: That's so true. (laughs) She's always right.
1: You heard it here first. Babushka. (laughs) Always right. Babushka wins. If you're going to somebody's house, never show up
0: without a gift.
2: That's true. Yeah, it could be flowers or a bottle of wine or even a chocolate.
0: If you are going to bring flowers... Never bring an even number
2: Yeah, that's so true What? Yeah, even numbers for some when someone is dead
0: For funerals it's a
1: Superstition You only bring even number of flowers to a funeral And if I that's go to a, a funeral good. with an odd number of flowers, that's also bad
2: But I'm not sure if someone would count on the funerals But at birthday they will count They'll count, They'll yeah, count. yeah, that's for sure Oh my God. Yeah, that's for sure it's
0: Like, you wish, you're wishing me dead, get
2: out of my house Exactly And
0: you'd whistle on the way out <laughs> Just to like, <laughs> oh mess with God, them
2: the Worst <laughs>
1: Don't criticize Russia.
2: I would say yes. It's just being polite to the place where you were born.
0: Okay. That's fair enough.
1: Although you might have reds in your head when you think about Russia, it was only really a communist country from 1922 to 1991. So why does the world still think of communism in the former USSR? All Russians are communists.
2: I don't know how to answer. Well, it depends on the age, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a very good answer. That's a very good answer.
0: Sixty-five?
2: Yeah, I would call they have the spirit. They've got the spirit. Yeah, of communism yeah, yeah. They like truly believe in it and the sure. success. Yeah, so but now it's changed.
1: Right. And now everybody loves Putin.
2: That's so true. <laughs>
1: She's, she's giggling. Really good she's at laughing silently. I know she's giggling with we call, malice. We call that the Putin laugh, <laughs> where you're laughing but nobody can hear. She's laughing. I can see like
0: devil <laughs> horns coming out.
2: I'm not laughing.
0: <laughs> Kate wears her Russian soul with a smile and a laugh always. Outsiders view Russia with trepidation, but in reality, the lack of smiling is down to a workplace loophole. They don't all drink vodka. They're not all homophobic. In a nation so huge, their view of themselves is more diverse than you could possibly imagine.
1: Russia is one of these places that everybody kind of has an idea in their head. And, yeah. But at the same time, it seems mysterious, right?
2: Yeah, I think it has signatures of both Europe and Asia, but yeah. it has something special about itself. Yeah. So you can always say, oh, he or she is Russian. Yeah. But something also in the like eyes, in the way we behave in society. And it's not really easy to explain what is it special about us. It's something you cannot describe, but you feel.
0: How correct do you think the world is about Russia then?
2: Um, I would say like... 70% is correct. Wow. But that it depends also like on the source because <laughs> at one source we can see about beautiful Russian culture, architecture, music. And at a different side, it's all about nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there are like always truth and uh, gossips, but yeah. yeah, in average, it's all right.
1: I mean, it is true that we completely avoided the incredible culture of Russia. The <laughs> literature, the music. Yeah, it's and m-
2: from the scientific point of view, it's like oh, such sure. a history and heritage. Sure.
0: You're proud of all of that stuff?
2: Well, yeah, especially of science, because I maybe a little bit know more about science than on art right. in general. And then also it was a surprise for me that uh, I went abroad to get a degree in biogeochemistry and only when I graduated I found out that it was a Russian scientist Vladimir Ivanovich Vernadsky who actually created this field of science and oh, wow. he wrote a manuscript which is still valuable and like nowadays we are trying to solve the problem of climate change yeah. but actually everything is already written so yeah. for me it's a big treasure and um, it's a heritage that I think we need to like awake <laughs> reborn He was actually one of the first who discovered radioactivity. And on one side is the thing that is killing people. And on the other side is the radionuclides that are treating cancer. So like there are always pros and cons. And I think it's just the conscious choice of humanity how you will use this uh, source of knowledge. Mm. And we have this knowledge. So now I think it's a step for humanity to make a decision. I think that's
0: how people (laughs) should think about Russia as well. You know right? all of the bad stuff, but you also know there's a lot of good stuff. <laughs> so you just got to choose which, which path. Choose your path. Choose your Reddit thread.
2: <laughs>
1: Are you proud of being Russian?
2: Of course. Come on. Why? I don't know. I feel like I can do everything. It's like the matter only to make a wish and everything may come true. It's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain. It's just being Russian. I think that I can do everything. I don't, ha- I don't feel limits. And the only limit is in my head. So whenever I make a wish, I decide that there are no limits and I can achieve everything in my life. And so far, it's going really good.
1: I was going to say, having met you, I think that's true. I think that's true. It's determination.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: It's like, I can be
1: Doctor of the Universe. And then she (laughs) Double, (laughs) Double Doctor of the Universe. Kate is smart, fearless, charming, she's mystical for a scientist she flirts with ideas of wishes and destiny but she she also knows that if you want to find the good in something you have to search it out now maybe this is part of that heavy russian soul she loves her country for its art and sciences for its beauty and its vastness but she also knows its flaws its mistakes and its troubles so with that in mind we did have one last question And on a scale of 1 to 10, how sexy is Putin? (laughs) She's completely gone silent. She's just doing hand gestures. She's trying to escape. She doesn't want to answer this question. (laughs) 10. So, though our judges here at Passport and Kate counted that 70% of the myths and stereotypes we presented today are true, we couldn't help but think that the view of Russia might be exaggerated with regards to certain qualities.
0: So after all of our talk about Russia, are we ever going to see you again? Yeah. Is this the last time or we're going to see you? is it like the end?
2: Well, it depends what you will cut off of this interview. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe the question is, are we going to
0: be okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's probably the most correct question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez.
0: Spies speaking against Putin or the country, voter fraud, The KGB, online interference, election hacking, poisoning. Russia has a rep for tampering. And I should have been worried. No word of a lie. After our interview with Kate, the interview you've just heard, my laptop, my phone, both my bank cards stopped working. A coincidence, I'm sure. Andres, on the other hand, still has full functionality on all of his devices. It must have been something I said. And um they also call him a dickheading or f d This
1: has been fascinating. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. I very feel much. I do feel like I always feel like it's a little bit parting the curtain, just a little bit. The iron curtain. Ah! The iron curtain's gone, dude. <laughs> the doorstop to the iron curtain. The doorstop to has the has iron been, curtain
0: has been removed. It has been once removed. and
1: for all, the, the iron curtain is open.
2: Thank you for inviting. Now I know more about Russian.
1: <laughs> That's what we do here at Passport.
0: This week's Saved Pins are Ekaterina's top five places in the vast, vast land of Rus. All right, here
1: we go. Number one is Gorky Park, a beautiful park in the Moscow city center. It's great in summer for a stroll and for the view of the Moscow River. Also, there's the Garage Museum of Contemporary Art that always has incredible exhibitions. And in winter, the entire park turns into an ice skating rink you'll be whistling the scorpions through the whole damn day.
0: (coughs) Number two, head to St. Petersburg and take a boat tour through the city channels and rivers. Kate and her husband took this trip when they were tired and frozen when visiting St. Petersburg in the winter. So it's a great lazy option to see the whole city all year round, such as the Fontanka River, Kurikov's channel, the Moika River, the Winter Channel, and the Neva. Number three, Samara City. Kate
1: recommends walking in the old city to see typical Russian culture, which is quite different from the capitals. It's in the western part of Russia, about a thousand kilometers away from Moscow. It used to be a closed city, and now it's famous for space programs and technology. Kate comes back to Samara once a year to teach at the university there. And the best part of the city is a walk by the river Volga, the biggest in Europe, with the view to the Zhiguli Mountains.
0: Number four, Lake Baikal. The world's deepest lake has freezing water even in the summer. The culture here is really completely different from the Russia you know, or you think you know. This is the Southern Siberian area near the Mongolian border, 5,000 kilometers away from Moscow. It represents the unspoiled beauty of Russia and is sometimes referred to as the sacred sea. Number five is Kamchatka. If you continue
1: traveling even further from Moscow, about 6,500 kilometers to the Russian Far East, you will reach the Pacific Ocean and find the Kamchatka Peninsula. You can see Kate's relatives there who eat caviar every day for breakfast. It's a volcanic wonderland with the highest concentration of active volcanoes on Earth. It's super cold pretty much all the time. So it's great for mountain skiing and snowboarding, but you will also have to take a helicopter to get to the best spots.
0: That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for coming to Russia with us. Next week, we're off somewhere a little more safe. We'll see you then. This week's episode of Passport was written, produced, and edited by me, Neil Innes, and Andras Bartos. Huge thanks to Professor Dr. Ekaterina Markelova for talking to us for the show. Go follow her on Instagram at eco underscores, between. We'll have all of Kate's details in the show notes. If you want to check out some of her writing, her talks, and much, much more, she really is a genius. Our production assistant is Eliza Engel. Hi, Eliza. The show is mixed and mastered by Julian Kuzneski, Stacey Book, Dominic Ferrari, and Avi Glijanski. Whip us in the banya each and every week. They also executive produce the show, which is hosted by myself and a man who wants to grow a mustache and legally change his name to Andre Bartowski, Andres Bartos. We'll see you in the next place.